Discussing world-changing ideas through real conversations. Exploring the potential of technology to solve the most critical challenges facing business, people and the planet. Coming up... The state of mind that we have promote what we call the cooperation beyond competition. We need to work and we need to cooperate with the other operators because at the end we will be looking for the same. How to get better use of the resource, how to preserve the impact on the planet. So this cooperation is, I would say, just a question of sustainability for the future. This is the Real Conversations podcast by Nokia. Here is Michael Hainsworth. France's telecom giant Orange has its roots in the French Revolution, developing its first telecommunications network in 1792. 231 years later, the multinational telecom has a new revolution in mind, and it has a name, OSCAR. It's an acronym for changing the way the company, its partners, and its competitors think about the impact the industry has on the planet. The circular economy is about reuse, and the telecom sees an opportunity to reduce the industry's carbon footprint by reusing existing gear for perhaps the biggest revolution of the modern age, the fourth industrial revolution. Isara de Albuquerque is the director of global procurement and supply chain at Orange. I began our conversation by asking what the acronym OSCAR means. It's for Orange Sustainable and Circular Ambition for Recertified. We initiated this program end of 2019 with the aim to develop the conditions to operate circular economy in our infrastructure at Orange, both network and IT, looking uh, in a way uh, to improve financial and environmental performance. So if I try to, to share two words, what is finally Oscar after these three years uh, of the program, I will use Tours. The first one is a, a sort of scoot um, uh, because that finally it has allowed us to uh, create awareness both inside and outside the company, try to get a common understanding on what are the implications and the required evolution to implement circular economy in the company. What does it mean operate circular economy in our core businesses? What are the financial values for that and the sustainable value we can get from that. And we have the conviction that being more, um, I would say, efficient in resources in a context of more and more scarcity, uh, it could, uh, implementing circular economy generates also economic value. Let's talk about the term uh, circular economy particularly because it's, it's a phrase that you know, there was a few years ago that no one was using this term, and now I'm seeing it everywhere. How do you define the circular economy? From a, an industrial point of view, circular economy is a way to design out waste. So it means thinking from the beginning how to get a maximum benefit and value from the usage of our resources in the spirit of, I would say, wasting nothing. Think about alternatives to optimize the use of existing resources, question systematically the need to purchase. It is really a change in the mindset and the behavior inside the company because it requires a change in our business model. And circular economy is a key lever to achieve net zero carbon um, in the industry 
because it brings a better way to be efficient in the management of the resources uh, across the value chain of the, the, the telco. You say that it requires a change to the business model. Now, for someone running an organization that recognizes the importance of being a part of the circular economy and reducing, reusing, recycling uh, to lower a carbon footprint, the idea of changing a business model could be a frightening prospect. How do you go about that? The telco industry is a really, and used to be really, I would say, a linear economy, particularly on the technical area, on the network and the IT side, um, add, adding new technologies, adding new equipment, creating more efficiency from that. So it's a permanent, I would say, uh, new new resources, new chain, renegotiating that, implementing new infrastructure. So at the beginning of Oxcalf, uh, yes, it creates fears, fear that um uh, the new equip, the, the, this equipment recondition, uh, reuse equipment would be less efficient than the new ones. So we spend a lot of time explaining, creating a new understanding, uh, putting in place new metrics in the company, uh, new ways of measure that uh, from a financial point of view, from an operational point of view from a carbon point of view on what does it mean, convincing internally, but we are also thinking in the way we operate that. And this is really a change. Uh, more and more, our customers are pushing us. Um, more and more, our B2B customers in Orange are asking for that. Uh, so uh, we uh, really, the, the best way is to work on the field, understand what does it mean, operate that, what does it change? how to do it efficiently with the teams, how to do it uh, with the ecosystem together, because at the end, we have the same battle, I would say, in the industry to get a more sustainable and um, supply chain as a whole in the industry. And this is the way uh, to go uh, forward, uh, working collectively in a different way to manage the resource across the chain. That's a very important point that it's one thing for one organization to be focused on reducing their carbon footprint, but bringing uh, the vendors and all the members of the supply chain into the equation is certainly part of it. Uh, but I, I, I think of that more for things like factories with smokestacks and giant billowing plumes coming out of them. Tell me about the telecom industry, the, the main area of emissions within that business. You talk about scope three when it comes to Oscar. What does that mean? The telco industry is an industry uh, as a service provider. We are not manufacturing the components, the equipments that we are implementing in our network to provide service to the customers, the final customer. So we are a service provider. We, we are relying on manufacturers like Nokia, for example, to deploy our network and infrastructure. So scope three means our indirect emissions because it's the emissions related to what we buy to provide the service and the usage of our products that we put in the hands of our customers. It represents for a, a telco, this is the average, around 80-85% of the emissions of the telco in the industry. So managing scope three, it's a key challenge for the telco industry to achieve the net zero carbon journey, 
Uh, it means several things and challenges. The first one is be able to measure precisely the carbon impact of what we buy, uh, of what we use in our networks. This means capturing carbon data from our partner suppliers, better understand where are the relevant levels to reduce, uh, define requirements together with the, the ecosystem, be able to identify with our partners where we can together bring ideas to reduce the carbon impact, uh, how to push new specifications, new um, ways of operating the service. Another example, uh, how to extend the use of the equipment. Okay, this is totally in opposite to the current linear economy. How we go for more usage of the existing equipment, not buying new ones, and this is a challenge for our partners also. So this is the first challenge. The second one uh, in scope three is really uh, to to go in the company with an ambition of reduction. And Orange uh, uh, affirm externally the ambition that we take. This is uh, by 2030, we take the ambition to reduce the carbon emission of our three scopes by 45% by 2030. And behind that, what is really important is to put concrete objectives inside the company to boost circular economy. And in Orange, regarding Oscar, we take an objective by 2025 to have part of our capex, 10%, coming from refurbished equipment. This is the way really to accelerate and to boost that inside the company. And the last, but not least, also very important uh, thing to change uh, and to, to, to create, really stimulate circular economy is how to think differently and we consider the way we consume raw material in a more granular, modular way. We are an economy, a telco industry that is really packaged, I would say service, art, software, different components inside. We need to look at it in a different way, looking at piece by piece of the value of each piece. Um, and so they bundle things to think really in terms of resource usage, each part by itself. So th th this is for me the, the, the key elements. I'm fascinated by this because I can imagine that the majority of the carbon footprint that a service provider such as yours would have would be in the equipment, actually powering up the and, and running the equipment would be a much smaller fraction of the overall footprint. Do we have a sense as to sort of what the ratio or the percentages are of, you know, how much of your carbon footprint is tied to powering equipment versus how much of your carbon footprint is tied to purchasing that initial equipment in the first place and everything that was required to make it? 90% is related to the energy that we, we are using to run the network, the data center, knowing that Orange has worked a lot to um, increase the renewable energy mix inside the company. So this ratio could change from a country to another, but uh, we also have the benefits of a uh, lot of work done inside the company three, three, four years ago to go for renewable energy on the different areas, uh, solarization, uh, purchase power agreement with uh, renewable energy in several countries. So this is also a, a key lever that we work on and we are pushing also our partners on the scope three, uh, also for them to, to go in that same direction, 
regarding the transformation of the mix, uh, energy mix. It sounds to me like what it means is that about 80% of uh, the scope three emissions are tied to the manufacturing side, the design and the transportation of equipment. And therefore it makes a ton of sense to use refurbished equipment. Exactly. But as, as a geek who always likes to buy the latest and greatest toy, can you use refurbished network equipment to meet the needs of 5G and the fourth industrial revolution? I thought you needed all new gear for that. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. We, we can think that 5G, it's a, a total change uh, of the equipment in the network. We need to move to 5G to make evolve our services, to uh, have this recent generation of equipment. But it does not mean that it's a total change in the resource uh, in the infrastructure. Um, and we try to promote a different way uh, to manage resource and raw material to deploy 5G within this circularity stake uh, that we have to tackle and with a different mindset and practice. For example, 5G refurbished equipment, uh, by the way, Nokia is proposing us part uh, of components with 5G refurbished equipment uh, on the radio part. Uh, and it has been worked with Nokia totally uh, in the collaboration around this Oscar program. So it's possible, but it's really a different way of looking in that granular way of looking on the way we manage the resource. 5G is not a, a, a unique, I would say, equipment, radio equipment. There's different parts in it. And we have to think on where are the parts that bring really this new generation functionality and what is the, what is the part that we can totally, in a much more generic way, use for different technologies. It's not the thinking we have before because the partners are selling uh, the bundle of everything. So it's also a really a challenge for our partners, but it's possible. And by the way, we initiated it uh, in that spirit with Nokia as an example. After this podcast, learn more about this and other insightful topics by going to nokia.com slash thought leadership. There you'll find additional information linked to today's podcast. I've heard more than once over the course of our conversation about the importance of bringing the supply chain into Oscar and reducing carbon emissions by working within the supply chain as well. So then tell me about the importance of partnerships in making Oscar a success. How do you work with your partners to reduce your carbon footprint on the whole, as well as within their own world too? Tell me about the secret to working with your partners on this. From the beginning, we really have the conviction that alone it's just not possible regarding the change it creates uh, in the operations inside the company that we cannot do it together because it raises uh, questions and challenge uh, the paradigm and the existing paradigm in the market. So we need to push and to influence outside uh, because at the end, um, it's really, um, I would say, a, a, a common uh, stake uh, to manage scarcity uh, and optimization of the resources that we use. We are in the world of scarcity, more and more shortage in components, future crisis and shortage probably to come also, and we will continue. It's a limited resource, I would say, environment. So, uh, 
our thinking of the, uh, at the beginning was all we compete uh, for in that scarcity of resources, all we work with the ecosystem uh, to see collectively how we can manage better together in a collective way the resources. That's why we begin the journey also with the ecosystem. So the thinking, the state of mind that we have was to promote what we call the cooperation beyond competition. We think that we need to work and we need to cooperate with the other operators because at the end we will be looking for the same. How to get better use of the resource, how to preserve the impact on the planet. So this cooperation is, I would say, um, just a question of sustainability for the future because we need to transform, we need to change the standards, we need to bring new ways of operating and create scale from that in the industry and go for more massification. As we have massification in the telco industry, in a linear economy, we need to create the new standards and the new economics of a more circular economy. So uh, in that spirit, we have, uh, um, in, as an example, work under the umbrella of the GSMA, uh, and GSMA was a total endorsement of that. We have worked with the 20 other operators, as an example, it was uh, last year, and for the Mobile World Congress, we show a, a sort of um, strategy paper on the circular economy for network equipment. The strategy paper aims at outlining the opportunities to create a global um, and unified vision for the whole ecosystem. But we try to be also very concrete uh, when we share that with our partners and we put in that paper not only a strategic direction that circular economy is absolutely a question for a, and a, a mandatory question for the future, but also we put concrete recommendation, nine key recommendations on how we can progress towards greater circularity together. And we continue the journey behind this uh, strategy paper. We launch with the uh, part of uh, those operators, uh, working groups to work concretely on some thematics and to initiate some concrete actions visible from our partners. Uh, one of it is uh, carbon standardization in the measurement. So there's a lot of uh, work together externally. Uh, the second one is about how do we have an opportunity to create uh, unified marketplace between telcos. So this is very concrete. What does it mean? How to make it happen? Uh, which benefits for all? Uh, so it's always a very tricky. Huh? This working group are with five, five, six operators that will be uh, the bulk and then to demultiply uh, if you achieve a result. And the last working group is about equipment life, life extension. This is for me a key one. How do we create the same business model, which equipment we can extend, how do we put the standards of that, how do we onboard our partners in the same rules and standards. And this is uh, the, the, the objective of, the, of this third working group that is, work, that is uh, working together to the, today. So um, th this is examples, but we have also examples uh, with you, our partners. We try also to have regular exchange, brainstorming, uh, exchanges with the, our suppliers on the IT, on the network, uh, also to find solutions together behind the, the uh, to help us implementing that. 
If there was one thing you wanted the listener of this conversation to walk away with, what would the key takeaway be for you? Cooperation beyond competition for me is absolutely key. And we can do it. It's not because we are competitors that we cannot do it. So this cooperation, it's the only way to create economics from that circular economy and scale. For me, this is absolutely key. We cannot, as a telco, succeed that. We have to put in place the new models with our partners. This has to be a game with our partners. So how do we create uh, the operating models for, for that? So it has to be with Nokia, with other partners, because at the end, this is the only way to do it. And how we think really collectively in the management of the resource, because at the end, this is about that cooperation between the telcos, but cooperation also with the partners. And the, the second one is uh, implement, in fact, test on the field, because we see inside the range that there's also a lot of obstacles inside resistance, I think in French, but yes, resistance um, uh, from the internal. So uh, it has taken a long time really to onboard people, to create awareness, to make understand that. So it has to be concrete inside. So work concretely on projects, demonstrate that is totally feasible also in the operations on the field. So it's really an end to end, I would say, perspective, the circular economy. Uh, ecosystem in one side and uh, the low field operations really to succeed that. Building a future that's productive, sustainable and inclusive in a world that acts together. Discover how by visiting nokia.com slash thought leadership.